Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 151 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys, we're back with episode 151 and today's episode is an absolute humdinger. It's one of my favourite shows I think I've ever done. It's a really fun podcast with an exceptionally fun lady herself, Susan Bratton um, from Open Life Media. But before we get to that, I just want to talk about you know the situation that we've been in recently i hope everyone's safe and well um and i have been putting out quite a lot of content regarding what you can do to keep your immune system nice and strong your body nice and healthy and as always you know you can find my information at um at reviveyourself.co uh, also on facebook on my personal profile ryan martin or at revive yourself and on instagram i've got ryan martin or revive or it's actually ryan underscore underscore martin underscore underscore and at revive underscore yourself and there's so much information you know regarding what to do to keep your body healthy people ask me about different supplements etc which which i'll go into but I always say unless you get the key principles right good sleep um, high quality nutrition sunlight good breath work you know intelligent exercise limiting your exposure from emfs you know you're just going to be ice skating uphill or trying to ice skate uphill you know for want of a better word, an English term, you'd be pissing into the wind. And so you need to get these basics right. They're absolutely fundamental. And to create a healthy inner ecosystem, you know, we're uh, 100 trillion cells and 90% of them, them cells are actually bacteria. So we're far more bacteria than we are human. And if those bacteria are out of balance and you get something called a gut dysbiosis, and that can lead to all manner of chronic issues as well as a lowered immune system. And then pathogens and unfriendly bacteria can thrive. And look, a virus... No matter what it is, it can't, it can't overtake, overtake. It can't, um, it can't infiltrate a healthy vessel. You know, germ theory was debunked years ago. It's something called terrain theory from Louis Pasteur, who, sorry, Louis Pasteur was the one who had germ theory, and he said the germ, the germ, the germ. And on his deathbed, he even came out and said, "Look, I was wrong. The germ is nothing. The terrain is everything." And this is what Bruce Lipton goes into, you know, and all about how if your internal terrain is healthy, it doesn't matter. The situation, you know, a pathogen, a virus, a microbe can't take over a healthy body, only an unhealthy one. It's why getting your internal health and your overall health vital and strong is extremely important. Okay, so remember to do all the things you can to create a healthy body. And that starts with the main practices, you know, of of uh, living a healthy lifestyle, Um which is extremely vital. And then we go into things. I mentioned the other day, what would I do if I had, what people ask me, what would I do if I had uh, the virus? And there's lots of things I would I'd add in, which I'll get into in a minute. But the two things you want to stay away from, the foods you want to stay away from, are foods high in arginine. Arginine is an amino acid that's been shown to encourage viral infections like herpes, um, cold sores, 
chicken pox, etc., and any viral condition. So foods high in arginine, nuts, seeds, chocolate, caffeine, pardon me, oats, um, oats, and one more, soy, normal soy, not fermented soy, normal soy, okay, stay away from them. What you want is foods high in lysine, like the amino acid lysine, that's all your fish, things like milk, kefir, organic milk, kefir, and then you've got uh, grain-like seeds like aromath and buckwheat. So if, you're, if you've are if got a viral infection, you, you can take them. Now, as for supplements, you know, as I said before, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and you click on our shop tab and you've got lots of high-quality products there from around the world. I always say 99% of products on the market are garbage when it comes to supplements, but we deal with the best brands in the planet. So I have affiliate links with top, top companies and I only want to bring you the best. Like everything we use is basically whole foods in concentrated form. All of it's organic. A lot of it's well-crafted and fermented, so it's highly bioavailable. Um, and in Evolution Organics, I always talk about the best bang for your buck. And for that, always talk about living fuel. You know, two scoops of it is equivalent of $260 worth of organic produce. It's, it's high in vi- all your vitamins, minerals, Krebs cycle minerals, photonutrients. It's, a, it's an absolute winner. Then you've got your mushroom blends from Four Sigmatic. You've got things for your liver, like milk fist or liver support from Nature's Answer. All things that are going to allow your body to keep it's a toxic load down so purge these toxins keep it clean and therefore keep your immune system nice and strong another one vitamin d3 from ancient purity limosomal vitamin d3 k2 and the vitamin limosomal vitamin um, c as well it's the only limosomal vitamin c on the market that's not from china it's actually from scotland powerful stuff so limosomal means it gets absorbed straight away in the, in the mouth it hasn't got to go through the digestive system so it's highly bioavailable again and then, um, as I mentioned before, Finchley Clinic has got a great gut bu- gut bundle for us there. Um, fantastic products like Restore from Dr. Zach Bush. Keeping your gut healthy during this time is essential because 80% of your gut, uh, 80% of your immune system lies in your gut. Very, very important. And Restore is going to help heal and seal your gut lining so no pathogens can go through. And vitamin A rich foods as well, essential in this time because they help heal the gut lining and the mucosal fluid which does actually help with viral infections um also I'd like to bring to attention you know very very important to the best solution for pollution is dilution and that's that means getting the water you've got extremely high quality or the water you drink so i should say extremely high quality in your house um so if you haven't got a carafe i always recommend a whole house water filtration system because it's not just the water you're drinking it's the water that you're washing in the water that you're cleaning your teeth in the water you're you're um washing your clothes in and your bed sheets in things you're sleeping and wearing every day is very important and so we use aquitaire in my opinion the best whole house filtration systems on the market from graham bremner the rocket scientist you know he got the system it gets rid of 99.9 percent of all impurities and if you've got a one two three or four plus bedroom house we've got options for you hard or soft water uh, if you click on the link down if you scroll down click on the link you've got the options there on our site at the revive yourself shop um and two other uh, companies i want to mention blue blocks that's b-l-u-b-l-o-x my man andy mamp for the best blue blocking glasses in the business most glasses are cheaply made in china and his aren't they're made from optician quality in australia if you want to send him your lenses or send him your frames i should say you can put the lenses in them and he sells both artificial blue light blocking glasses um and from from clear to yellow to red lenses depending on the strength you know it's very very important during this time not to have too much blue light at night because that would lower your immune system it'll play it all to your mitochondria um, function your endocrine system which are all vital 
And so very, very important, blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L, um, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. Put in the code REVIVE, you'll get 10% off of your order. And also, um, my main man, Dr. Nick Berry at EssentialOilWizardry.com. Uh, all the companies that I recommend to you guys, the things that I use, uh, and you know, I just want you to have the highest quality stuff out there because my only aim for this is for you to live a good life, happy life, and be free from illness and disease. And the best essential oils on the planet, bar none, are by Dr. Nick Berry. The guy is an absolute genius when it comes to this. He's, he's yeah, he's just a he's a maverick, and um, it's from his own like apothecary in Portland, Oregon. Um, He's uh, producing some high, high, well, the highest quality essential oils in the world, um, and uh, his extraction methods are uh, are insane. Uh, it just means the body, they're high bioavailable. And some of the things, if you go to his his website, essentialoilwizardry.com, he's got he's got no, he's got all the uh, tinctures and essential oils that he uses. He has videos about what's best for for you and and how to use them best. So once again, go there, essentialoilwizardry.com, and if you use the code Revive small letters you're going to get 10% off any order now the other thing I wanted to mention is I'm just bringing out my total or revives total immune system revival program so if you're looking just to just to boost your immunity and get to the optimum health that you can this is great for you but it's particularly of interest and it's made for people who have been dealing with a chronic health issue or are immunosuppressed who want to bulletproof themselves from the this virus or from anything coming up and we've got well we've got a 21 day program for the people that just want to give themselves a, a quick overhaul like a 21 day immune system overhaul so just anyone who's who's reasonably healthy this is great for just once again cleaning you out once it once a year or twice a year, you should definitely have a, a, a clean out of the body a cleansing period give the body time to reset this would be fantastic for you but for people that are dealing with a deeper issue a chronic issue or are immunosuppressed, our 16-week total immune system revival is going to be just for you. And you can hit me up if you're interested in that at ryan at reviveyourself.co or hit me up on any of my social media platforms and we can have a chat. Now, on to today, today's show, which was one of the best shows I think I've done. Just in terms of the energy was great. Susan's uh, first time I ever spoke to Susan, reached out to me, said she would love the show, wanted to be on the podcast, wanted to get out to her audience, looked into her. She's an absolute legend when it comes to sex, sexual performance, everything. You know, she's someone who scratched her own itch, um, which we'll find out about in the episode. She's got many, many programs and free resources free resources for you to, to dive into, which I'll go through at the end of the show. And yeah, she's just all about getting people to have the best, best life they can and to enjoy the best sex they can and to, and to reignite that spark maybe with you, with your partner that if maybe, maybe it's never been there or maybe it's never been, been where you want it to be or maybe it has been there and it's, it's vanished. And so we go into this. Um, she's got a great, uh, website at personal life, life media, but I think we should just get into it because it's a fantastic conversation. I know you enjoy it. So without further ado, here's Susan. Enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. I, I've i worked from home for 15 years. All right. So, so um, it's not really much of a change for me other than that I can't go out to dinner, you know, at the end of the workday. 
Um, but I've certainly been glued to the news and worried about everything and everybody and the e economy. And, you know, I have had those moments where I thought, I think I have coronavirus. You know, have you seen, have you seen that, um, that funny meme on the internet? It's like a chihuahua with like big bug eyes, you know, their, the chihuahua with his eyes bugged out. And it's like, is that you, Rona? Mm. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think every, I mean, I think that's like going around. Quite, I mean, you would be people. The amount of stuff that's on the news and stuff. Every, everyone thinks, oh my god, and especially this time of year. I mean, winter into spring. You know, the body starts to open up its detoxification pathways. Things start coming out, and so people generally around this time do feel a little bit flurry or a few symptoms. And yep. obviously, because of what's on the news, people start. You know, they two plus two equals five, and they think they got coronavirus. But you know. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, it has been uh, – I'm the same as you. I've worked from home anyway, so it hasn't been a big change there. But it's just the, the going out, right? Um, whereabouts are you, are you based? In California? Yeah, uh, I'm in Northern California. If you go over the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco, nice. you go into what is called Marin County, and I live in Marin. Oh, lovely. I've been there. I've actually been there with well, – I've done a California a few times, and the first time I went, I went with my parents when I was – 18 parents and uncles and aunts and cousins a lot of us we went across there and um very beautiful part of the uh, the world san francisco is gorgeous and uh that, i mean in fact the whole of california is pretty nice right um, yeah it's, it's not how about you place, where are you i'm just outside of like about 30 40 minutes outside of london uh sort of like okay. on the suburbs yeah um right. so not too not too not too far but Nowhere as nice as California, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> cool. So uh, today, yeah, I mean, I've been looking at some of. The, I mean, when when I got the, uh, the email for, I was looking at the amount of amount of topics that we could discuss today. Um, there's quite a lot, and I mean, we've probably got enough for I don't know ten different podcasts. Um, but to keep everyone sort of like, I mean, there's a few things because of what I mean. My audience generally, it's getting healthy, but also trying to be the best version of themselves you know so there's, there's lots of different things that you do in that in that room as well you know a lot of a lot of the topics have the carryover um but because of the way that things have gone with the world i thought we'd maybe talk about some stuff that maybe take people's minds off it a little bit you know so you mentioned one of the things that was quite interesting it, it jumped out at me was it was actually, I think it was near the top, but it jumped out at me because it was like, okay, I wonder what, wonder what that is, and it was the five pillars of passion. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I have, I have sort of an idea what they could be, but could you? I mean, first of all, for the audience out there, I'll, I'll, I'll do an intro for you before the show anyway. But like for the audience out there, give a little bit of background just because you've been on a lot of podcasts and a lot of great conversations, listening to, um, listening to a couple one you had with Ben Greenfield. <clears throat> the other ones, um, is it sex with Jessica? Is it? I think it sex with Jessica podcast. I can't remember if it was that you've been on quite a few. Yeah. Sex with Emily. Emily. That's it. Yeah. Sex mm -hmm. with Emily. Yeah. And so, yeah, just for the people out there, just a little bit of background, like how you got into it, what you do and yeah, yeah who you help. Sure. And a question for you. Um, when are we going to start recording? We're already recording. <laughs> It's the best way to do it. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay. Well, um, the first thing is that when you ask me about the five pillars of passion, the what I actually have to do is I have to go back and remind myself what they are because right. I've written 34 sex technique books and relationship books 34. and 2,000 articles. I've made 250 videos on YouTube. So like my knowledge is vast. Mm. 
And sometimes when someone's like, hey, what are the five pillars of passion? I'm like, well, shit, I don't remember. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Now, I, I know I know. it's like um, you've forgotten the, the most whatever like learn, you know. I know I know you're coming from, especially when I looked at the list, I was like, oh, my God, I can, I bet as soon as you have a brief, brief over, overview of them, you're, like, you'll get to exactly where they are. But I completely understand where you're coming from. 34 different books. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I like to make sex techniques, which are um, essentially pleasuring skills that what I I like to say, they transform having sex into making love. Mm -hmm. And I like to do bedroom communication skills because being good at techniques is not enough. If you don't understand how to ask for what you want and how to be willing to take feedback so you can be the best lover in the world. Mm -hmm. And then over the years, as I started doing that, I realized, oh, the other thing that trips people up is their physical health. You know, a lot of things go wrong with the genitals. (laughs) Good old genitals have problems, you Mm. know. For women, it's lack of lubrication or um, painful sex. For men, it's erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation. And so I've really, over the last 15 years, created a, a very solid stool with three legs and those legs are the pleasuring techniques the communication skills and the sexual health and wellness piece and once you've got all three of those you're on a solid you know you got a solid seat if you will mm-hmm. yeah, for yeah. your sexuality well you know what we'll, we'll just go from there because i think it's really interesting i mean it's a big part of health it's a big part of life you know having a having a yeah a thorough or say like a um fulfilling sex life uh, especially to I mean because people it's a it's a part as well i think that people can be ashamed of or like um certain things they may want or like and they don't ask and their sex is maybe it's not as great with their the person they married as it was with a previous partner because i don't know they just don't click but they don't as you said before if you don't ask you don't get or you got to listen and i think it's very very important and the pain thing as well and also like things that say can go wrong premature ejaculation or men as well like just not being able to get get hard um women as you said before painful sex that that's one so i think i mean is that what what in your opinion what's been the thing that has really been the biggest the the biggest topic you've talked about that's caused most people to be like oh okay like fix problems but like really helped people in their in their sort of sex life I think there's a couple of big categories. One of them is penetration orgasms, how to bridge the orgasm gap. You know, you've heard about how it's so easy for men to have an orgasm from intercourse, but it's difficult for most women. Um, And for that, what I want to make sure that people understand is that orgasm is a learned skill. And a lot of women think, oh, I'm just not the kind of person who can have an orgasm from intercourse, you know. And so then they end up not wanting to have sex with their partner over time because, and by sex, I mean intercourse, you know, because number one, often women are, you know, they can't even orgasm from oral sex because they're embarrassed about their genitals 
and or their their partner doesn't really have very much skill. I mean, good or anybody who says, I don't like oral sex, never had good oral sex. It's mostly the blind leading the blind. And so then she thinks, well, I don't like oral sex and I'm not getting off, you know, like he's been basically having sex with me for 10 years, but I don't want to do it anymore. And so women use, you know, like a lot of excuses to get out of sex because it's not good for them. And then their husbands or their partners are like super mad at them. I always remember. So I try to. I was going to say to you, I always remember something. I, 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 I remember you said you, you tried to put it in there, but I always remember, have you ever seen the film um, What Women Want with Mel Gibson? Probably. Probably have. He, he, he has to think of an advert, and he says Advil for the time. that the, It's like, it's interesting. He's, he puts it together, and it's like he said, making excuses, and women, women, yeah. yeah, and they will do that. And I think as well... Maybe is it is it like you talk about that because I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you because one thing that come to mind was do sometimes women feel like under pressure to have an orgasm and that's what, always and that doesn't let them... every single time they have sex even when they're really good comers they're like oh I hope I'm going to be able to do it performance anxiety is not just the domain of the male yeah, <laughs> it's definitely something women struggle with all the time as well I hope I can come this time so. One of the things I like to do is I like to make sure that people understand that what you see in the movies is the old school patriarchal view of sex and women need a lot more engorgement. Like women have sex and by sex, I mean intercourse in this case, really fast because the guy's ready to go. And so he's in her before she's been warmed up and then he's done before she even knows it. And so the problem is she can never get to having orgasms from intercourse crossing that, you know, I call it crossing the gasm chasm. Mm. And so I think that's really a big category of issue is for couples to learn how to slow way down and understand that the woman being a lunar creature, she's going to have different orgasmic response in different days. And if he can understand that the more she tells him what he need, what she needs in the moment, the better lover he's going to be. That because he's he's testosterone dominant, he he thinks he already knows. He thinks he's got it. He's very confident, and so he overestimates his skill. Way overestimates his skill. I don't believe and, that. And and so he, she's afraid to tell him. And often she doesn't even know what she wants. She just knows what she's getting isn't it. And so she's pulling back and then he's offering her sex and offering her sex and offering her sex. And she's like, no, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. And then he's like, what's wrong with you? You see those guys that they have serial marriages and divorces and every wife is younger. He keeps trying to find a woman who wants to have sex with him ongoing. And he doesn't realize it's his lack of skill, not her lack of sexual desire that's getting them to the point where he divorces her because she won't have sex with him anymore, right? So it's one of those things that I'm trying to get people to be aware that if you just flip the model <laughs> and you begin to communicate and you begin to go at her pace and you lead her to her sexual pleasure because you are the masculine sexual leader, but you don't assume that you know, you're always curious and open. That mindset, because I know a lot of the things that you talk about on your show have to do with 
shifts in mindset and shifts in limiting beliefs. I've seen that very clearly in the episodes that I've listened to. So I think that's a mindset where if you think about the female genitalia and the male genitalia, and you look at, okay, he's got a penis and she's got, we call it a vulva these days, not a vagina. What do you guys call it over there? Oh, penis and vagina, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it's in yeah. terms of like, that's the, that's what they'd write in a newspaper, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really a vagina. These days you call it a vulva because okay. um, the vagina is just the sheath that the penis goes into. And okay. women are like, that's bullshit. That's the patriarchal view of my genitals. My genitals include all this other stuff and I want it all to be counted. Okay. So, um, but the words that I like to use are yoni and lingam. They're a tantric sex uh, the two words are more of like a slow, spiritual, sexual, connected sex type of thing. So the yoni, Y-O-N-I, is the female's entire genital system. Mm-hmm. And the lingam, that's his. Now, it's interesting because that's really thought about as his penis, but I think his entire genital system includes the penis, the balls, the prostate, you know, the whole area. There's so much great tissue there. So when you think about not just the part that's sticking out that's visible to the eye, the little tiny clip of the tip of the clit or the penis and the balls, if you think about the entire structure, the system that goes inside, then what you realize is that 50% of the erectile tissue in his body is is out and and the other half is sticking in. It's like a banana that's only half showing all that erectile tissue. Hers is 95.5% is showing and even less for some women and 95 is in. So would he ever have intercourse if he didn't have a hard on? Nay, he would not. Would she? She does it all the time. She has sex way before she's got an erection because the clitoral structure has as much and I dare say more erectile tissue than the masculine penis, the the lingam. And so what happens is she's constantly having sex before she's turned on. Well, how long are you going to do that and still want sex? So this is the wrong I'm trying to write by giving people more information to think about, oh, I've got to give her an erection before I have sex with her. Okay, what do we need to do? Well, use your hands, use your mouth, use your tongue, use some toys, you get some good oil, you know, get going and down there and start to love all of the pieces of your genitals, not just the tip of the iceberg and the thing that's sticking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with that, when you say, because um, a couple of things, I think, I think in some way it's, you say communication is absolutely key because I think like men might be like, well, why didn't you tell me what you wanted? Um, because I mean, I mean, I think nowadays I know at least the people that I talk to, you know, very much open to you want to you want to help, you want to please someone. You don't want them to think that it was it was not fun or it wasn't they wouldn't want to do it anymore. So like, tell me what you wanted. Um, but also men have to be open to receiving that information. And two, yeah. like women need to to be people like for you to tell them like you know maybe it's time you actually spoke up and asked and told him what you wanted do you know it's sort of like a it needs to be 50 50 and when you said that she doesn't know sometimes she doesn't know oh, what she wants oh really she doesn't know what she wants okay yeah why, why because she's never had that experience before uh a couple things number one men watch a lot of pornography okay. so they think they know what sex is but they don't because pornography is not how women want to 
make love. And young women who've watched a lot of pornography, they're dissociated from their sexuality and they're living someone else's imagining of what their sex life should be. That's number one. Number two, um, women are generally demure and socialized to go along with things yeah. and to give, not ask. So there's the socialization piece. The third thing is women generally don't celebrate their genitals the way many more masculine bodied people do. So women are like, oh, it's ugly. It might smell. I don't know. You know, younger women are getting more emancipated, but overall, women are very, very shy about their genitals, much more so than our male body partners who masturbate every day. And they often, they really like their penises, but not all. There's a lot of genital shame for men as well. And then women being very hormonally cyclical because we're lunar creatures. What we wanted yesterday isn't what we wanted today. Also, because women are more um, strong now and um, financially secure, they don't feel like their partner creates a safe haven for masculine leadership in the bedroom. So they feel like they have to kind of um, find their own way. You know, there's just like a lot of confusing things that hold women back from asking for what they need. Partly it's that they've never even had the experience to know what they want. And they're afraid to hurt their guy's ego. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, a big one. I actually just wrote that down, uh, get your ego out of it. And I think that's like a, you know what though? It's like when you, when you actually like, or in a loving relationship or really like someone, you know, I think it's, uh, I, you get your ego out of it. I mean, you just be like, okay, that's fine. I, I personally, and I'm, I speak for, I think my male friends have had chats with about this, you know, open to discussion i think it's absolutely essential because otherwise as i said before you want to want them to enjoy it as much as you it, it is it is like something that it's just a team sport at the end of the day right so you need yeah. to, you need to be like that <laughs> otherwise it's otherwise it is boring and people start looking elsewhere um yeah. and so that's a big and i actually wrote that get your ego out of it and know for a lot of men probably because i think it's a bit of, i think you're, you're right it's a bit of both right it's like men feel that they should know what they should do and they've watched certain things and they feel that, all right, yeah, that's what I should do. And I've got to take lead uh, and I've got to be dominant like that. And women are like, well, I should be led. And so it's sort of like, yeah, and, but both. So it's like open communication, very, very key. You mentioned there about getting her to the point of having an erection or being ready for intercourse. Yeah. yeah. Um, signs of that would be her being moist in the in the vaginal area or vulva would, would that be like her ready yeah because otherwise when you say women have a lot of sex w with, without being ready i mean yeah my, my personal like my personal experience that would be very painful for a bloke for a guy i should say if they weren't using i mean if they're not if women wasn't that's not yeah that wouldn't be fun for me either i don't think but yeah i don't know am i off base there because if a woman isn't ready that yeah, that, that wouldn't that would be quite dry, quite harsh, maybe. I uh, know, maybe that's just what I've been used to. 
Well, there's a couple things. The first is that, um, and I want to circle back and talk about um, the sexual soulmate pact, which is a lover's agreement for for communication technique. Um, And that's at sexualsoulmatepact.com. And um, it's the structure that you two can learn to have great sex together. It opens up the lines of communication. It basically explodes passionate lovemaking. And it's a very simple technique for communication in the bedroom. But um, this is a really weird thing about being ready. How do you know when she has a clitoral erection? How do you Mm. know when she's turned on? And a lot of women will rush it themselves because they're so used to rushing it. They've literally never even experienced what full engorgement and turn on looks like. So they're, you know, part of the problem. (laughs) Um, So what you would look at would be um, when you're thinking about female genitalia, you're looking at the outer labia, the inner labia, the entrance to the vaginal opening, the mons, that whole, the, the entire, everything between her legs. When you are starting to have sex and you would look at her, she would look flaccid. Mm. The tissue would be kind of a little wrinkly. It would be small, low, not turgid, not full of blood. Mm -hmm. And she has erectile tissue in her clitoris at the, above the top of her opening to her vagina that drapes over both sides of the opening to her vagina on the inside, that's her clitoral legs and arms. And then she's got erectile tissue up inside her vagina. That's her G area or urethral sponge. Some people call it the G spot, but it's not a spot. It's a whole long tube of, of erectile tissue. That will start when she gets turned on to peek out of her vagina. And then down on the bottom floor of her vagina, there's a perineal sponge that gets swollen. So essentially what happens is she goes from kind of flat to very plump, and um, almost like the tissue's bouncy and springy instead of just kind of hmm. stuck. It has a lot of movement and fluidity and it's jelly-like and it jiggles and it's full of fluid. Because the thing about lubrication is that that is not necessarily a sign of arousal. Right. It's um, some women are lubricated because of the time of month, because of their diet, because of their hydration, all kinds of things. So you have to almost decouple lubrication from arousal as a perspective. Now, that being said, when she gets fully engorged, she is going, her lubrication will increase because what happens, the vagina doesn't have any um, glands in it for lubrication. The way the vagina gets lubricated, it's vaginal mucosa, which is like the inside of your mouth. It's tissue like that. Mm. And her blood plasma sends fluid through the tissue and it seeps into the walls of her vagina 
as well for women who are able to have female ejaculatory experiences, who can ejaculate, which is not pee. It's actually coming from her blood plasma, the water, the fluids in her plasma trickle down through something called the skein's glands into her urethral canal. And when she has a contraction, a musculature orgasmic contraction, it can force the fluid out or it can seep out in more uh, volume. All women are different all the time. Um, and even ejaculation is a learned skill, a skill of letting go rather than holding back. So can every woman do that if, if given the right yeah. stimulus? Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. Every woman can ejaculate. Every woman can orgasm in many different ways. Every woman can orgasm from penetration oh, really? when the conditions are right. Yeah. There isn't a woman who's like, no, I just can't do that. That's just her limiting belief and her lack of getting the conditions she needed to get there. It needs to be relaxed, could be many. What? You need to be, like, first of all, like she needs to be relaxed and probably trust her partner. I think that would be quite a, quite a big one, right? Because otherwise yeah. it's just being tense. And you said before, like having those levels of expectation. I mean, probably when you, yeah, even like what starts off as a new, if you have a new sexual partner, I suppose if you don't talk yeah. about it, it just continues down that road of just expecting certain things or patterns and not actually talking about things and not building up that trust. I think that's a huge thing, right? If you've got that trust, then uh, she can completely relax. I think it's the same for a guy as well, though, right? If they, he can yeah. be really tense and uptight and that can lead to premature ejaculation, getting too, too stimulated rather than being like, okay, I can just relax. Um, I mean, yeah. do, do you deal with as many men as women? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, even more. But you said something really insightful, right? When you just started talking, you said um, getting her to relax. And that's something that is often difficult for men to understand mm. because testosterone makes guys very goal-oriented and very, like, full speed ahead. That's why we're that. And, and you're like that, yeah. That's why we're, and, the, and, that's why we're penis in your vagina. It's like, that's, that's the symbols, right? Yep. Yeah. And when guys want to get her turned on, when they're trying to get her aroused, they're, they go right for her crotch, they go right for her breasts, and they're trying to get her up, you know, they're trying to get her turned on, right? The problem is that they skip the step of emotional connection, making sure they're really well groomed because she's more sensitive to things like odors, scratchy things, etc. Um, so like the number one thing women want is a man in a man sexually is for him to be well groomed. And often guys show up in the bedroom with scratchy toenails, scratchy beards, you know, a pubic hair dangling from the bottom of their shaft. Like if you want to know why she's not going down on you, check the underside of your dick, right? <laughs> you, you guys, you should see Ryan's face right now. He has the funniest face. His face, his nose is all wrinkled up because we're because we're on video. You're listening to us. But I, I can see him and he can see me. And he's all like, oh, my God. You know, you, you know why as well? Because someone who does take their personal like hygiene very like I'm 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 like what you're saying like, I'm very meticulous with it I have, you're a good-looking well-groomed man no no but, no, but I, go I, outside I, and I, look around I didn't man. mean I didn't mean like that I meant like I've been in changing rooms with men and it's yeah. been like 
oh, I, I would dread to think, I, I dread to be your girlfriend, your wife, whatever. And yes. I'm just like, and, and so when yeah. you're saying it, I'm pitch, I was picturing a few things and that's why my face is cringing because you know what? It, <laughs> it works the other way around as well though, right? Because if, if yep. a lady wants you to go down, down her or sexual, uh, yeah. whatever it is, and it's not well kept and it's what you said, yeah. like not, and it's, it's not a pleasant per- experience for a man. It can really put men yeah. off and both, it yeah. works both ways. So it needs to be like, as you said, it's, it's, it, yeah, it has to be a, a team a team performance. A yes, team, team and different people like work. different things. You know, some people are like, oh, I like it all shaved clean. And other ones are like, I like the big bush, you know. So that's personal taste, which is fine. I mean, thank God for personal taste. <laughs> but going back to your insight, your immediate hit was so right on, which was you got to get her relaxed before you can get her turned on. And guys skip that step because they're so like with their testosterone ready to go. So the whole damn thing is slow the heck down, drop in, get vulnerable, get connected, get, get, have some fun. A lot of guys, especially guys that have been in, in relationships for a long time that are now pissed off at their wife or girlfriend because she's not giving them the sex they want. It's because they've never, they've forgotten to romance her. They've forgotten to hold her. They've forgotten to honor her, cherish her, appreciate because they got so pissed off at being rejected that they've emotionally disconnected. And it's because they kept offering sex. Do you want to have sex? Do you want to have sex? Do you want to have sex? And she's like, not there. She's way behind you. You got to go back and get her and hold her and love her and connect with her and get her turned on and tell her, baby, you're so hot. I love you so much. You're such a beautiful woman. You're my girl. You know, like that's what we need to want to open to our guys. But he forgets that because he's ready to go. So often it's simple corrections like that that make a really big difference. I really like, I'm just trying, because all I can talk about is my um, own experiences in terms of, obviously I've my experience and then like having talked to previous girlfriends and my, my male friends about these sort of things, you get different. I mean, everyone, although men and it's like, I think Jordan Peterson said once he said, like if you asked who was the most aggressive out of men and women and you said men 60% of the time, you'd be right. But it's not a massive difference, but you look at the extremes, the most aggressive men is that generally hundred percent of the time extremes because they're all in prison, you know, whereas, you do meet people and women, 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 men and women who are like different things turn them on. So I myself had different girl, well, different girl, girlfriends who like that. Been once you get to know them, slow build up, etc. And others who have been very more masculine in their approach to sex, in terms of getting, yeah, almost being like wanting things quite. I don't know quite quick or not not just quick as in terms of like how long it lasted but got there quite quick as in it didn't take that long to turn turn them on don't know if that was maybe don't know if that was just like how they thought the situation should be or not but like do you get that a lot with with me they're very different or is it well, most women generally take a while longer to to warm up so i'm trying so to ask a question things. about being appearing to like obscure no, I, your question was, was very apt. What, what you asked was, is there a bell curve of sexual response? And one of the things that I would say is that I'm, I'm imagining that 
what we're talking about here are you looking over a history of fairly short-term sexual relationships, like maybe serial monogamy um, or you know, dating women over the course of a number of years, you've had a wide variety of types of girlfriends. Some were, you know, some were jumping on you and others, you had to bring them forward. And what we're really talking about here is new relationship energy. It's Mm. all well and good for the first 90 days, or, you know, four months or six months. But usually by the time you're four or six months in, She's not jumping your bones like she used to because the new relationship energy's worn off. And so what I'm talking about isn't just the short term. I'm talking about how do you keep sex getting better and better, getting on what I like to call the upward pleasure spiral, where it keeps getting better and better over years. Now, I've been with my husband um, for almost 30 years. I'm pushing 60. And my sex, thank you. It's a lot of good orgasms. And my, um, my sex life with my husband, sexual satisfaction has been, has never been better. That guy and I are incredible in bed together. And I think that's a really important thing that, that I, is a distinction that I wanted to make is what I'm about is not just it's easy to have sex for three months with somebody, like really. But was know, it was like, it always that way though, Susan? Was it's it always with your husband? Was it always? No, that? no, no, not at all. The whole reason I turned into a sexpert was that we almost got divorced because our sex life fell apart. A decade into our marriage, we're like, "What are we doing here? Are we getting divorced because we're not having sex anymore?" And it was me not wanting to have sex with him, right? Because. I never had orgasms from intercourse. How the hell long is a woman going to have sex if she's a masturbatory sock for Mm. a guy? Like about 10 years. That's about how long we can go. (laughs) That's the guy with the serial wives. He never really learned how to get vulnerable and connected and slow down and make sure she got turned on. Mm -hmm. He just kept having sex with her until she couldn't stand him anymore. (laughs) And Uh, that's... Much more the pattern that lays out. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. So, yeah, it's also I want to, yeah, that's go down that rabbit hole a little bit for me. Like, so what? So when you said to a decade and almost divorced, you got in into it. Like, how did you discover it? Like, what was your journey? Who did you go to? Like, what was? I mean, was it was it like tantric and going down a different different? Um, I suppose it was. What's the um? What's the book called? Um, Kama Sutra and things like that. I mean, I don't really know. Like, what was what was the journey like? <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> I am cute. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You I, are cute. I don't know what I don't know what. So, because it's quite an interesting one for someone. I mean, you know what else? It's it's really great to be able to talk to someone about this, um, and someone who's just like hits on all the all the vital points without being because a lot of people don't like to talk about this because they, they like to keep things in the bedroom and i think that's a big issue right because if they yeah but it's the same as the same as anything it's like certain things in the health industry you can't you can't say talk about things in cancer because everyone knows someone who's died of cancer and it's like oh it's taboo you can't say that it's like well the only way we get over this is by talking about it right so it's it's good to um to get that especially for someone who's been in it like you scratched your own itch that's what i did with my life so it's great to hear it well i always say my superpower is courage because it took a lot of courage for me to become so comfortable speaking about sexuality as just like anything else we were talking about economics or yeah. the weather and to a person people are like thank you so much for just making it really comfortable to talk about sex And I think that's 
probably why I was put on this world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and what happened was I was always a really horny little girl. I always chased the boys around the playground and tried to lasso them with my jump rope and make them kiss me. And, you know, I was just like totally boy crazy in uh, high school and dying to lose my virginity and super jealous of all the girls who were had boyfriends and were having sex and I spent my 20s basically screwing my way through my 20s and screwing every guy that interested me and a couple of girls too because um, I just was looking for hot sex. I always wanted to have really hot sex and I never found it. Mm. Like, I don't know. It just eluded me. I just, it was always, I always felt like it was the blind leading the blind out there. And every once in a while, I'd get like a glimmer of what could be possible. But after a while, I literally begun to think, maybe everybody's bullshitting. Maybe mm. it's not real. Maybe everybody's just lying about it. Because are people really having that good a time? Because I don't think it's that great. And I got disillusioned. Then I met my husband. And we had a good sexual connection and intellectual and emotional and socioeconomic and all. And I was like, this is the guy I want to be with. But the problem was after a couple of years of being married and having sex the same old way, it, and me not having orgasms from intercourse and him not really being very great at going down on me and me being like, really, the only way I can come is use my vibrator. And this is the rest of my life. Like this is so, bullshit. So, yeah. That's where I was. So, um, I just kind of pulled away from him. And as I, as I pulled away, I would give him what I like to call at this point, mercy sex, you know, like, all right, I got to throw this guy a bone or he's going to drive me crazy. He was miserable. He was mad at me. He tried bargaining, doing honeydews, ultimatums, you know, like everything to get me to have sex with him. And I was just like, I don't, I don't really, I don't really want to. It's, it's not really, it's, so what, it's not what, really good. How come you didn't, did you get, ever get, did you ever get like, think about having sex with anyone else? Like, was you wandering away down that path or not? Or like, well, what happened, and this is what women mostly do is I had a baby, put my energy into my kid, put my energy into my career and basically just ignored my husband. And every husband who's listening is like, yep, that's what's going on in my house right now. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's really bad. Like he basically, he'll get laid once a month and he'll be like, I don't know why. I don't know how but I took it and I don't know what I can do to make it happen again. So I just got to friggin' wait. Mm. Like that's really what happens with guys. Yeah. It's horrible. And, um, my husband ended up having, a, having a, a couple of serial affairs with women who were in sexless marriages of their own. So right. they would meet at lunch and they would have sex. And then as our, as he was getting really emotionally disconnected from the marriage. And we were basically living like friends at this beautiful house with our beautiful daughter, with our amazing jobs with on the outside, it looked like we had everything. And on the inside, it was like brother and sister living together. And we're like, what are we doing? Should we get divorced? And then we said, no, let's try and fix our marriage because everything else is good. But our sex life. So we went to a marriage counselor and she said, or, you know, like a therapist or whatever. And she's like, well, look, you know, it's never as good as when you, when you're young. I mean, it's just, you know, kind of got to deal with it. And he was like, you're fired. That's terrible advice. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, next. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> right. Get on him. Yeah. 
I know. And then we went to another therapist and she, you know, everything, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. She's like, well, you're a sex addict. Because at the time my husband was still going, he was still in an affair with this woman and she was trying to get him to leave me and marry her so she could leave her husband. And so he was saying, she was saying to him, you should be getting sex every day. Your wife is horrible. You need to divorce her. So here he was trying to save his marriage. The woman he's sleeping with is trying to get him to leave his wife. And he's like, ah! Did you know this right? at this time? I didn't know it at the time. Right, right. But in that second therapy situation, she said, well, my husband's name is Tim. She was like, Tim, you're a sex addict because you want sex every day. And so we're like, oh, God, no. So he went to a sex, a sex addict's anonymous meeting, and he's like, uh, I am not a sex addict. These people are screwed. Oh, God, love them. So then we're like, okay, now what do we do? And then the, the you should make a movie. On, what? You should make a movie. Totally. Right? And then when you tell the story, people are like, oh, man, it gets worse from here. So let me tell you, you ask, right? That's great. I love it. It's good. <laughs> so then that scene, the second therapist, she also was working on me while she was working on him. And she was digging into me. And she was like, oh, Oh, so your sex father, your uh, stepfather sexually abused you. Oh, mm. so for how many years? And what she uncovered with me was that all this abuse that I had taken as a child and thought that I had like dealt with and gotten over. Oh, no, I just buried that stuff. Right. So I had like a whole major wounding of my own. And by the way, Sexual trauma and abuse is rampant. Like the majority of people have it. Yes. Women at a slightly higher rate than men, but men too. I mean, our human society is very hard on young people and old people alike with sexual abuse. We have so many puritanical views that people really do awful things to each other. So she helped me work through that and, and actually get right with it. Take it all out of the box that I'd stuffed it into deep inside me that was making me do what they call in therapy dissociating, which is checking out emotionally during sex, which is one of the reasons why I could never have an orgasm from intercourse was because every time he penetrated me, I was like, ah! I left the scene really? mentally, okay. right? And so we, my husband became my sexual healer. He stayed with me. We were like, we're going to figure this out. We're going to get you to come. You know, we're going to get you to come from intercourse. And so when we would make love, he would be like, baby, stay with me. I see you disappearing. And I would have to like pull myself back and uh, deal with the triggering of being penetrated. So then we kind of got through that. And, and then we layered on a couple of other things. It's like, okay, the foundation was the therapy of helping us deal with our stuff. And that was at the point where my husband said, I got to tell you the truth. I'm actually having an affair with somebody else and she wants me to leave you. And I was like, oh man, I felt so much shame that my husband had to go have sex with somebody else because I wasn't doing a good job. Like I really... I, it was weird. Like a lot of women would be like, kick him out. God dang it. Throw him to the curb. And I was like, no, he was doing that as a, it wasn't about me. He was doing that as a coping mechanism because he, he was dealing with a wife. He wanted you. Yeah. Want, he wanted me. He mm. loved me. I say that to a lot of time, people a lot of times. It's like for men, a lot of times it's like women, uh, someone said the other day, um, I can't remember. I think it was one of the coaches. He said like when women 
want out, like when men want out, they they don't they don't really cheat. They like because they treat them to, when men when men men want out, they treat when women want out, they just like they literally leave or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but it's so many men will do that. So then it's like live masturbation. They don't actually want the other yeah. woman. They want the person yeah. they're with, but they're just doing it because they can't get the sexual tension there. That's yeah. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, hundred percent. So we were doing the therapy thing. And then we added on two, we bolted on two other personal growth type of things. And remember that your sexual growth, you, you get better at sex throughout your life. You get better at having orgasms. You get better at experience, connection, pleasuring, communication. Everything gets better as you age, with the exception that you do get sensation loss, which we can talk about at a different time. But just as you get smarter, wiser, more solid as a human in your regular life, mm. you also do that in your sexual life if you don't shut it down, which some people end up doing. So we said, okay, we've got to fix our relationship. I want to fight for our marriage. And so did he. So we started doing, I used to be the CMO of a Tony Robbins company. So oh, wow. Anthony Robbins, the PD guy. And so I know just a ton about PD, personal development. And we went as a couple to some of Tony's events and we did things like walking on fire and date with destiny. And we, at the time, one of my very good friends, Tabor Shadburn, is kind of number two under Brad Blanton, who runs the Radical Honesty um, coaching business. And we said, we need to get radically honest with each other. We're not going to make any progress unless we tell 110% of the truth to each other. And so we just started getting really, really truthy with each other. And we also started doing um, tantric lovemaking workshops, ecstatic lovemaking, orgasmic meditation. We started taking sex techniques workshops and learning skills. So here we were becoming honest, working on stepping into our maturity, working on overcoming the things that had happened to us, you know, from um, infidelity and abuse and also working on sex techniques. And all of a sudden, just like pulling on those various levers in our development, bam, shit blew up in such a good way. <laughs> Blew up. All of a sudden, man, I, I mean, my husband did a lot of goddess massage, G-spot massaging, genital massaging. I let out all kinds of upset from my seat of power, my yoni, my genitals. I mean, I just started like, I just started exploding in orgasm. And I started having orgasms from intercourse, which I still think mm. in a heterosexual monogamous relationship is the holy grail, which is why I want every man and woman, everyone across the gender spectrum to hold belief for themselves that they can have incredible, incredible sex. And by sex, I mean penetration. Mm. And um, that's why I don't want people to give up and be like, oh, I just can't do it. And then forfeit their whole sex life. Because I think the penultimate sexual union of the man and woman is intercourse. Oral sex is awesome. Believe you me, I freaking love it. I'll lay there like a princess on my pillow and come for 45 minutes. But there's nothing like intercourse mm. for the average hetero couple. 
That's why I want people to like believe it's possible because really what it takes is vulnerability, presence, um, willingness to have conversation and tell each other the truth, learning new skills like boom, 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 boom. There you go. Right. That's the answer to hot sex. And so when we had all these massive shifts where our sex life exploded into fiery passion, we were like, Oh my God, we were internet people. So we're like, we need to get this on the internet. We need to bring this stuff to anybody anywhere in the world because very few people are going to spend $30,000 and get naked and go walk on fire and show people their vulvas in a workshop and blah, 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 you know, all the crazy stuff we did, right? So we said, how do we make this really approachable for anybody that wants to learn how to have, give and receive incredible pleasure and connection online? And that's when we started our company 15 years ago. We started Personal Life Media, and we have 20 online programs that teach people all the aspects of how to transform having sex into making love. Boom. That's how it goes. <laughs> so you actually, that's interesting. That is awesome. I think it's, that's, I mean, everyone I interview with, exception to a, a few people, most people have scratched their own itch. And I think, yep. and, and it's and it's fantastic because, Everyone that you talk, people come to you because you've gone through it yourself. And I think it's like, as Paul Check talks about, he said, you can only lead someone as far as you've gone yourself. Otherwise, it does become the blind leading the blind. You can get very, very lost. And, you know, you're going through that. So you just mentioned there, you went through seminars, 30,000 pounds, and you had to be naked in front of other people. But that was quite a quite an experience, you know? Yeah. Edgy. Edgy. Yeah. Was it Was it uncomfortable? so uncomfortable. I would have emotional meltdowns. I mean, I remember one time we were driving to like level three of the Human Awareness Institute sex, love and intimacy event. And uh, so I already knew what I'd gone through in level one and level two, and it was freaking confronting. And I had to get (laughs) out of the car and like have a have a fit. Because I was just like, so edged, you know, just like, (laughs) pushed to my edge and he's like we can turn around if you don't want to do it and I'm like I'm doing it you know like I just had so much resolve courage it comes back to my superpower I have the courage Mm. to go where you would like to go but might be afraid I will go and then I will report back how it is and how you do it that that's really I call myself an orgasmonaut because I have studied and taken myself out into the far reaches of the orgasmic universe okay. so that I can come back and show you the map to the territory. I love it. Or, orgasm, orgasm it's or nice work if you can get it, Ryan. <laughs> of course it is, yeah. Well, the thing, the thing is of it, it's like you, you, it's a hero's journey, basically. Yeah, it's going, total. yeah, it's the courage is the same as like, same as anything, when you first start doing it, you go out there and you're saying these, you're saying things, or you're putting your version of events out there, and you know it's easy to stop doing it when people you meet resistance, or normal people don't talk about these things, or whatever it is. And even in my world, I mean, you're, you're, I think you're probably one of the only people I talk to who might have have gone through it worse than someone who goes against the mainstream. But going out there and talking about sex, uh, yeah. like like that, it's it does take a hell of a lot of courage because. The norm is not to do that. The norm is to lock that away, and and that's that's for like yeah, 
personal private time but very very important and spending that money and going to those things that does take a lot of courage like doing that in front of doing that in front of were they straight were they mainly strangers or is it people you, you started to know or i mean the didn't first, know anybody didn't know anyone no and what was that institute called Human Awareness Institute, H-A-I dot O-R-G, org. They have seven levels of sex, love, and intimacy. I've done ecstatic lovemaking tantra workshops. I've done orgasmic meditation. I've done a lot of sex workshops. Mm, this sounds interesting. And and you've got all, and so now you've got obviously your personal life media. You've got, how many courses did you say? Uh, at least 20. Some of my key ones are expand her orgasm tonight, keep her coming, um, female liquid orgasm, the female version of that is squirt your heart out. Um, the seduction trilogy, which includes seduce her tonight, the, ex- uh, how to her the seduction accelerator, how to be her sexual trainer. I've got revive her drive, the passion patch. We should, um, we should do a, w- we should do a, uh, yeah, joint venture on that one. Revive her drive. It goes with my brain. I know. Well, remember yeah, when yeah. I emailed you and I was like, "We should do revive your revive your sex drive as our as our um we can do idea that, because we can... I know a ton about libido, desire, and arousal. I'll have to do that another time. We'll do that another time, hundred <laughs> percent. But like these, but these, but these names you you've gone like you really played on the porno names. I think with like squirt her heart, uh, squirt her heart. Is that it? No, no. Keep her coming. Expand her Keep orgasm. Her squirt her. Squirt your heart out. Squirt That's your the heart women's out. program. Yeah, squirt, squirt your heart. I mean, these are these are great names, you know. They're brilliant. So, uh, 100%. thank you. I like to name things. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the way you, anyone who's in like, uh, yeah, anyone who has things, products, or things that can help people, it's a great way for them to rem- like remember them, right? And it's good. For, it's good yeah. for you as well. It's like rolls off the tongue really well. Uh, pun not intended there, but um, yeah, no, it's hundred percent. We definitely do that one with why your libido. But if for, for people like for people like new to your work um yeah. that will come into you and they listen to this and go oh my god like this is or men who are thinking you know what that's exactly like my situation or yeah. women who are thinking you know what that's exactly like my situation like men being like your your husband women being like you what would be the, the programs that you've got that you think would be great for them to start with well um i always think that what's interesting about sexuality is that everybody's at a different place which is why I have so many different types of programs. But I would say the place to start, especially right now with what's going on in the world at this moment, would be to download two of my free gifts. One of them is the Soulmate Embrace, and it's at soulmateembrace.com. And that is a holding technique that does what you insightfully already know how to do Ryan, which is calms a woman's nervous system down so that by holding her in a certain holding and hug technique that allows you to get her relaxed and begins her connection in arousal to you. So I like the soulmate embrace. I always say um, it's the way every woman has dreamed of being held. And then the Sexual Soulmate Pact, P-A-C-T dot com, Sexual Soulmate Pact dot com, is that bedroom communication technique that gets you really talking to each other. And the way that you do it, and it's very, these are very short books. I like little things that make a huge impact. That's my jam, right? A lot of men out there will be lo- loving that. Yeah, <laughs> 
you don't need to read 400 pages. How about four friggin' pages, right? Mm. So let's make it easy. Let's print it out. Let's talk about it on date night. Let's make a soulmate pact together. Let's have, let's become sexual soulmates in our sexual soulmate pact so we can start having the hottest sex of our lives. And so I think those two places are really good on ramps for me. And then if you want to look at my videos, I've done hundreds of sex techniques. I get dressed up in crazy costumes. I, like I do them from, you know, in, in a space in a sexy space outsuit on the, uh, you know, on, on the deck of a, uh, a spaceship and I'll teach you about hot sex. So, um, I, those are on YouTube at betterlover.com. If you just go to betterlover.com, you can see pretty much, you can use the search box and search on any word and find a video about it. And then, uh, and a lot of them are on how to ravish a woman, how to ravish a man, how to have orgasms from intercourse, you know, what, uh, how to talk dirty, um, how to do online dating, you know, like all kinds of stuff. And then my main website that is kind of like the hub that will help you find any of the things that we've mentioned is personallifemedia.com. When you go there, there's a search box. That search box, put in anything, and you will get articles about that with resources to not just my own things, because I am one person. I've tried to give you all the fundamentals, but there's tons of stuff from other experts that I love. And so I'll point you off in the right direction, too. I, I don't need to be everything to you. I can just help you achieve what you want to achieve by providing connection. So that's a place. And then if you're like, I love this girl. What's she really look like? What's she really like? That's my Instagram channel. That's where you'll actually see me with my husband going on a walk in the woods. And, you know, what podcast, you know, we're going to put the, your, your podcast on there, Ryan, and things like that. And that's my name, which is at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N. B-R-A-T-T-O-N. And that's kind of the more, you know, real me. Awesome. T-T-O-N. Yeah, um, perfect. Awesome. But I mean, I think a lot of this as well, I mean, we're definitely going to have to have you on about a million more times to go through stuff. <laughs> I love that. Um, but um, this is, uh, yeah, great. <laughs> because people, like having the, the different sites, um, it's great. And then personal media and having that. The betterlover.com, um, very good for people that's like their videos. YouTube. Yeah, the yeah. YouTube. Yeah, for the for, yeah. The, for the YouTube. Um, so the the key that I'm hearing here, like throughout this all, is like, but just even start this. People have to. I have this in. So in my our programs that we when we put people through different health programs, like a huge part of it now is also the mental and emotional. And we do actually have a couple of things like relationship audits and like things like that because because people get into relationships and even even if they're not romantic it can be professional etc where they have like expectations of each other but there's not actually an agreement between it so you can expect yeah. someone something or something but there's no agreement and so you get they get annoyed at certain things but it's like well did you agree to do that no why do you expect it then and so having that communication and i think this is one of the things that i've taken from this is like if if it's not going on, you, first of all, you have to be open to talking about it because otherwise everything else is just like, if you go down this rabbit hole and your wife or or, part, or husband's not into it, you know, it's something you have to talk about first. So is there, I mean, we've gone for almost now, I know you're very busy. Is there any way like, is there any, what's the best way of, I mean, just, just doing it, I suppose, but is there any sort of like conversation if you're saying for a man or woman to, to, to bridge this to, like topic to go into their partner and be like you know what I've been thinking about this what do you reckon well there's two things one is 
using the sexual soulmate pact, if you want to establish bedroom communications that are clean and support mutually supportive, that's one thing. But if you, if there's something that's gone wrong in your relationship, a lot of times illness or issues happen with couples and you know, it throws this big roadblock in front of their sex life. And then they never manage to clear the roadblock and get back to intimacy again. And one of the things that I've noticed is if you talk to older people, and I'm talking about 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 year old people, something will happen. And then they'll never go back and fix it. And one of them is waiting for it to get fixed magically, and it never does. And that's a technique I have called the magic pill method, which is how can I give you a magic pill that fixes your sex life when you've had emotional or physical problems that have thrown an obstacle in your way, and now you're not intimate anymore or not in the way you want it to be. And it's a structured communication that allows you because a lot of times guys feel like, man, if I even bring this up, she's just going to talk circles around me and punish me. And I can't hold my own in the conversation. She's a better talker than I am. And so I don't even bring it up because it's just useless. So this puts him on, and that's not always the masculine feminine that way, but it's like 99% of the time. <laughs> women just tend to be more, you know, able to communicate and articulate. Uh -huh. Guys are slower to talk and think. It takes a while for what there's what's in their head to get formed into words. It's just I think maybe how the male brain is, you know, is op it works. Um and that's not negative on men. Mm -hmm. I want to say just men I love men. And you asked me earlier, are you do you help more women than men? It's 50/50. I and I really help people across the gender spectrum. Um but Men, they want to do such a good job. They want to be your hero, your incredible lover. Like they really want to please. It's the most important thing to a guy. A guy will put his woman's pleasure over his pleasure at the drop of a hat. No question asked. He wants you to feel happy with him. So the magic pill method, which is at magicpillmethod.com, is if you've gotten something, health, emotion, whatever it might be, roadblock, and it's been a long time and it hasn't gotten fixed and you don't know how to deal with it, this is the simple system. This is the teach a man to fish. Don't give him a fish. I teach you what to do so you can fix your own problem. Healing happens between partners 99% of the time. Most people don't go see an expert. They want to fix it themselves. And that's why I give people the tools to do it. So that's the magic pill method. Awesome, awesome, and I, I'll just add to that. Like, if you are struggling, struggling with issues that Susan brought up today, I, I definitely, I mean, if you definitely go and and look at her website, um, because I have lots of coaches in my life for different, you know, for, for different things. Because sometimes you need someone outside perspective to to see the spots that you just can't see yourself, your blind spots. And I think you know, same as anything in life, you can either try and do it yourself, and it, it just takes longer. It usually costs you more money uh, because like you're just wandering around in the dark. You try and machine gun approach and you're hoping some of it hits and some of it doesn't but just cut through all this and susan's given us plenty of different options there like free stuff the magic pill method.com 
um, soul, soulmateembrace.com, the sexual soulmate pact.com. You know, there's lots of videos at betterlover.com. So, um, there's, there's no reason for you not to go out there and have a look at this stuff. And, you know, just speaking to, I've only just, the first time I've ever spoken to Susan and I can tell you great energy. It's been a really, really fun conversation. And so, you know, I can, tell, I can tell that you actually really enjoy what you do, which is a fantastic thing because, you know, if you, I do. Yeah, yeah, you do. And that's massive because it will definitely shine through in your work. So, Thanks Thank you. for coming on, Susan. Definitely. Be Thanks for having me. No I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. It was a really good fun conversation. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be trying to book you in for uh, another time down the line. We can go into the uh, Revive Your Libido stuff. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Cheers, Susan. So, guys and girls, that was Susan Bratton. And, you know, so if you haven't taken him down already, there's some great places for you to go. I said, um, betterlover.com that's on YouTube she's got the soulmateembrace.com uh, soulmateembrace.com also uh, another th- free um, free giveaway for you is at the sexual soulmate pact.com pact with p-a-c-t dot com uh, she's also got the, the, the magic pill method.com for people that are trying to maybe resurrect an issue that it hasn't been fixed for a long time. Um, and you can follow her at Susan Bratton on Instagram. And her main website is the, is personallifemedia.com as, as we talked about. And so we're going to, but that was a fantastic conversation. It was real fun. I really enjoyed it and I can't wait to get her back on. As, the list of topics that Susan can talk about when it comes to this is actually insane. So there's lots more for us to talk about and the reviving your libido would be great. And I think, um, as well, we've, we've got one about the 2020 sex trends. That would be fantastic to talk about. Um, why detoxing makes you horny, uh, fixing painful sex. That would be great. I mean, there's so many things. Pillow talk. Um, yeah, and even getting into the five pillars of passion, probably like we, we didn't actually talk. We actually went off 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 track. We just sometimes it's great just to go with the flow. Um, I have I have a mixture of sometimes wanting questions to ask people, and other times just going for the flow. And sometimes I don't get to some questions because I think the conversation is going in a, in a great direction. I think that was that was definitely the case today with Susan because you know just going with the flow and listening and and actually getting into a story. Um, towards in the second half of the show which was fantastic uh, and, and just getting into a deeper level of, of what she thinks is the main issues and you know communication is absolutely essential communication with people you love professional personal relationships and also yourself you know making sure you have that conversation with yourself ask yourself check in with yourself make sure you're okay you know it's not selfish to take care of yourself it's absolutely necessary so if you're looking for Susan any of her, or any of her work head on over to personallifemedia.com and the other giveaways that we've talked about we can find her at Susan Bratton on Instagram and that will definitely uh, yeah we'll definitely be getting her back uh, as always guys and girls um, as I mentioned in this situation if you're looking for help overcoming any health issues then please hit me up with an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co that's ryan at reviveyourself.co and over through this time um, any if you've got gut issues skin issues whatever it may be hormonal problems or maybe your immune system has just um, been run down we've got i've got a program for you we've got a program for you um, whether it be our total gut revival whether it be our total health reset our immune system revival whatever it is we can we can sort you out and um you know i don't i don't want you to to feel like you're in danger of c- contracting this virus as i said before the healthier you are internally the stronger your internal terrain is then you know you're going to be bulletproofing yourself to 
to anything that can come in. Pathogens can't take over a healthy environment. Remember that. And it can be a lot easier. Even if it's not us here or wherever it is, please go. If you feel like you need to, please go and find something you can work with, something you resonate with, because you're going to get there a lot quicker. And with something like this going round, you know, you need to get yourself as healthy as possible as soon as possible. Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned before, www reviveyourself.co that's my website lots of articles on there you've got our shop on there for all great supplements um follow me uh, at ryan underscore underscore martin underscore underscore on insta or revive underscore on insta or at ryan martin or revive yourself on facebook otherwise guys and girls that's it for this week oh i did forget to mention we've also got my book that's out if you haven't got that yet www.thechronicfatiguesolution.com for my book The Chronic Fatigue Solution which you can get in both hardback and audio copies and it will give you the three big secrets to health which we uh, will go into a lot in this show uh, and it will just give you uh, a nice understanding of what you need to do and then it will probably give you understand a little bit more about what I do in my work if you're new to to us uh, into into Revive so you, under, so you can understand at a deeper level exactly what it takes to get yourself happy healthy and whole so that's it for this week guys keep yourself keep yourself i mean if you're in self-isolation lots of stuff you can still do breath work hot and cold showers exercise get out in sunlight good food spend time with people you love and as i said before with the media always about panic fear um and creating lots of stress you know turn it off step away from the gunman get away from it turn it off Watch something funny, comedy, something joyful. Listen to music that uh, that hires your vibration, um, because you know stress. Nothing lowers your immune system like stress. That's another thing to do. So make sure you don't get, um, make sure you don't get too wrapped up in that. And otherwise, yeah, keep doing what you can. Okay, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 